Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Friday, April 15th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. After nearly 60 years, Kahn's Kosher Butcher and Deli is for sale. The family-owned business is a St. Louis institution known for its food and its connection to the community. When you go back this many years, there's just so many things that you can think of that he's done that have been great for our family. So we've been connected for many, many years. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Shula Newman will spend some time schmoozing about Kahn's. The Missouri House has passed a bill that shortens how long someone could receive unemployment benefits. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the length of time would still depend on the state's unemployment rate. Under current Missouri law, how long someone could earn unemployment benefits ranges from 13 to 20 weeks, depending on the state's unemployment rate. However, the bill House members passed by a vote of 94 to 41 shortens that time to as few as eight weeks if Missouri's unemployment rate is at or below 3.5 percent. In speaking against the bill on the House floor, Representative Emily Weber, a Democrat, said she would rather the House work on other workforce legislation, like raising the minimum wage and teacher pay. We can talk about those things and really work on on those issues to help Missourians get back on their feet. Cutting their employment to where they could get the minimum of eight weeks to the max of 20 weeks is not going to help them. The bill now goes to the Senate. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois labor leaders want structural changes to that state's unemployment benefit system. Lawmakers allocated nearly $3 billion in federal pandemic aid to pay down the unemployment insurance trust fund debt, but it's still billions in the red. Illinois AFL-CIO Secretary-Treasurer Pat Devaney says the fund is frequently in trouble. We can't just throw good money after bad. We also have to make changes to the system to where we're not going to three times in 18 years go into borrowing mode in crisis. Lawmakers, labor, and business groups were negotiating how to pay off the remaining debt, but an impasse was declared late last week. If nothing changes, taxes on employers will increase a little each year until the debt is paid off. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen has approved additional funding for the city's real-time crime center. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. The current budget includes $5 million from the American Rescue Plan Act for police overtime. But the fiscal year ends in June, and that pot of money has not been tapped. So the board voted to take half of it to cover the cost of new and upgraded cameras and the infrastructure to use them. 13th Ward Alderwoman Ann Schweitzer had originally opposed the measure, but she says a tour of the real-time crime center made her change her mind. I also really appreciated the officer's time that they took to walk through their efforts with the ACLU to put together the standards for how they monitor and what sort of data is collected and how long it's kept. St. Louis University will help the police department come up with the best locations for the new cameras and with a broader plan to use technology. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. A report finds St. Louis City and County still struggle with big Internet access issues. It was commissioned by the St. Louis Community Foundation and the Regional Business Council. The report concludes service affordability affects more than 70 percent of the region, but people who live in the city and in North St. Louis County disproportionately experience the digital divide. Regional Business Council CEO Kathy Osborne says the issue is holding back the entire region. When you talk about business and workforce, if we 
you know, lose a whole era of children because they don't have the technology they need to be fully educated, that ultimately is going to affect then who's coming into our workplace. The report finds it could cost as much as $300 million to update Internet infrastructure. A St. Louis institution is for sale. Combs Kosher Meat and Deli in Creve Corps has been serving pastrami, corned beef, and knishes for nearly six decades. The store is vital to St. Louis's Jewish community because it's the only kosher butcher and deli in the region. Now that the business is on the market, St. Louis Public Radio's Shula Newman gives us a glimpse of what may be lost when the family steps away from the business. Before we get into this story too much, I have a disclosure. I shop at Cones, and I remember going with my grandparents to Cones when it was a small shop on Olive Boulevard in University City. But my childhood memories are nothing compared to Lenny Cones. When I was little, I remember checking people out, standing on a milk crate and running the register in the store in U-City. I remember riding my bike to the store. I remember when my mom and dad were working, because they were always working, having to lock myself in the bathroom at home because my sisters were beating me up. Those eternally working parents were Bobby and Simon Cohn, two Holocaust survivors who opened the business in 1963. There was a grocery store. Um, they had, you know, dairy stuff. It was uh, more of a meat business, a little tiny bit of deli. In the 60s, there were a few kosher stores in St. Louis, but now there's just Cones. Lenny took over the store with his sister Rosemary in 1979, and he had ambitions. So he added all kinds of pre-made salads for sale. He bought the kosher butcher, Pratzels, and built that up. Which is difficult at times, but uh, it's turned into a business that could pretty much carry itself. We have um, a lot of retail business. Our titzel bread we make is like the best around. And he kept going. Cone sells wholesale. It does catering. It has an online store that serves people across the country. It made kosher meals for Air France. And about eight years ago, Cone's opened a concession stand at Bush Stadium so everyone can enjoy kosher hot dogs and pastrami. Can I have somebody next? I've already been helped. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hi, how are you? At the store, there's a constant din of activity. Lenny is in perpetual motion, shouting orders to his staff of 15 to make sure the customers are taken care of. The days leading up to Passover are especially busy for the shop. Bonnie Davis says the closer it comes to Passover, the more frequently she'll be coming in. Her family has been coming to Cone since the 60s, so the prospect of not seeing Lenny running around the store brings mixed emotions. So many, because he's catered Shiva for us, and he's catered... Shiva for my friends and just so many, you know, so when you go back this many years, there's just so many things that you can think of that he's done that have been great for our family. So we've been connected for many, many years. Not all of Cone's customers are Jewish. A lot of them are like Jock Wimbush from Pasadena Hills. He claims he keeps coming back for the store's killer pastrami, but it's more likely the experience of being in Cone's. I mean, they're really nice. I mean, the guys are nice. They always treat me nice. They, when I'm waiting... They overfeed you. I don't want any more samples. I'm, I'm full as I can be when I leave here, you know. Wimbush discovered cones by accident when he took a shortcut from Limburg to Olive a few years ago. His motive for stopping that first time, well, he couldn't get that. I came looking for a Reuben. They don't necessarily make Reubens here. They don't make Reubens because real Reubens have pastrami and cheese in them. But this is a kosher deli, which means you don't mix meat with dairy. Rabbi Yosef Landa is the regional director of Chabad in St. Louis, and he's one of two rabbis who provide oversight of all things kosher in the region. 
He says kosher is also about how the animal is slaughtered, and it's about oversight. It's a common misperception out there that uh, kosher means that the rabbi comes in and blesses it. The role of the rabbi really is to provide some kind of supervision, to make sure that everything that was done in preparation of this food uh, conforms with the requirements of the kosher laws. Part of the stipulation of Cone's sale is that the business keeps its name and that it remains kosher. So at this point, it's unlikely that St. Louis will lose its only kosher butcher in Delhi. Lenny Cone says he's planning to stick around until the right buyer comes along, but he's basically been working six days a week for nearly 35 years, and none of his three kids are interested in carrying on the tradition. He says he's still happiest when the shop is buzzing with customers. That's probably the, the, the thing that gives me the best feeling is just the people that we've taken care of over the years, um, and, and they show a lot of gratitude to me. And so, you know, I'm... I'm if we're successful with this sale, I'm leaving with a happy heart. He says business is better than ever, but it's time to move on. I'm Shula Newman, St. Louis Public Radio. We have some photos of Khan's Delhi on our website, stlpr.org. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman put on her reporter hat for that feature. We usually call her the boss. The fancy title? executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend, which is a long weekend for some. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.